0: Okay, so let us learn a very important piece in the Shvivei Leva of It's on page Resh Gimel, and we're going to do Eis Ayin Aleph. If we have time, I wouldn't mind doing Eis Ayin bays either, because it is Nageya this week's parsha. But let's just start with a very important yesite. I actually heard this once from Rabbi Mitzvah Salomon. Zol uh, Gezontzayn, who's the Mashkiach uh, of Beis Menesh Kavaya. He should be, have a Rufuah Shlema. And he's a Talmud of Rebel Lapian So I heard once in a shir that he gave him, quote, uh, this very vart. It's a, f- a fabulous vart, and it's so relevant to our times. We know that we say in Aleinu, right after Aleinu, Alkeinu Kavalach Hashem Therefore, we put our hope in you, Hashem, Elekenu, Liris Mehera, to see very soon, Besiferis Uzecha, the glory of your power, Lisakin Oilam to repair the world of your great kingdom, Becholbne Vassar Yukrivish all flesh, all humankind should call out in your name. That's what we say every single day, multiple times a day, in the Aleinu Tefillah. Yesh levar davrezal pi mashal. So what exactly does this mean? Al-kein liris mehera meheira, l'sakin al something about repairing. We're putting our hope in someday being able to see the repairing of the world. What exactly does this mean? So he brings a mashal. L'echat sh'niknes l'bayis gadov somebody that enters into a big, big house, a big palace. And he goes and he sees in this beautiful palace, all of the furniture is all upside down. And there's no order. The, the furniture is all pushed out of way. It's all crooked. It's upside down. It's Lopsided, the whole room, the whole palace looks like it's disheveled. Something is up with this palace. The Yaksha And what does he think? He thinks oh the conclusion that he comes to is that the Balabayas, the owner of this house, has obviously abandoned this house. He's being Miyash from living there, and that's why it's all Um, out of place, all the furniture is out of whack, it looks in total disrepair. That's what the visitor, the person who just walks in to the house, um, assumes. But, says Rebelia, that's not true. He'd be wrong for assuming that. But, no, it wasn't for the purpose of abandonment that the house looks the way it does, quite the opposite. The reason why the house looks like it does is because it's in the middle of construction. And when you do construction, you have to move all the furniture out of the way so that the painters can come and they could sand down the walls and then the uh, people could, uh, could um, what do you call it, what do you do, the, the wooden floors? You sand them down and you uh, level them and you have to re- re-polish them. All of that has to have furniture moved out of the way. You can't just have, you can't keep the house perfect, you can't have the dining room table and the dining room chairs and the kitchen. Everything has to be pushed and pulled and, and, and made, you know, completely in a new way, but it's temporary because it's for the greater good. It's in order to fix up the house. <laughs> That's why all the furniture was moved from their place Aval a ache shi sokan once it is all repaired makaima everything will be put into its proper order once the process of construction is finally complete Says Rebellia, what does that have to do with aleno with alkenakava vehen hadavraza ka because of the sins of the people in this world, so the whole world looks upside down. I don't think it's looked more upside down, in the world, than right now. In my lifetime, I don't remember, maybe Corona a little bit, but for the most part, 9-11, but this is, you know, what we're seeing right now is the world in complete disarray. The world completely run amok. You have axes of... Of power that are starting to form, and you have, and you see, I hope that it does not grow into a, a wider conflict, but you see already the American warships moving into the Mediterranean, and uh, and Iran is, it has an itchy finger, trigger finger, and Eretz Israel is sort of caught between Iraq and a hard place. And you have Russia, and you have China, and you have all these countries, all the Arab countries, of course, weighing in. And then you have the, the war in Russia and Ukraine at the same time. And you have all these protests breaking out all over the world, pro-Palestinian, pro-Israel. And the world seems to be in complete, complete disarray. It's disorganized. It makes no sense. What is going on? You, you look to the rabbinic and you say, Laman Hashem, what are you, what, what's, what's the takeaway over here? Is the whole world, have you abandoned your world? Have you left the whole world? Has the whole world gone amok, gone berser- berserk? How could this be? What's going on? And this is what we might all be wondering. Like, where is God in all this? How could he permit this to happen? What is, you know, what, what's the... How could you have such a Simchas Tera? <speaking in Hebrew> we know, and that's the way Elinu, the first paragraph, ends, that M.S. Malkinu, we believe that Hashem is true, our King is is genuine, He's true, Epheser and there's no one else but Akharei Shprach, is who is single-handedly running the entire show. Hashem, like you know, that's why we invest all of our hope into you, Hashem. that we want to see you be revealed. We want to see the Hiskalos of the Shekhinah once again. We want to see you sit again in your throne of glory. We're not assuming the worst. If we're maminim bene we don't say, hakadish would abandon the world. God is like completely, you know, fell asleep at the wheel, chas vashalim, and that's how he permitted this to happen and that to happen. No. Rahmanullah, that's not what a, what a, what a Maiman is supposed to believe. Instead of looking at the world as if there's no Balabayas, as if Baruch Hu was Miyayish on the world, he turned his back on the world. No, it's Whatever we're seeing right now in this world is just reconstruct, it's, it's just we're doing construction. We're doing, is preparing the world for its next stages for its final stage. And in order to do that, you have to do, there, there has to be some crazy moving of furniture, as it were. There has to be things that were, that, that shift in the world, that shift in the geopolitics of the world, that, 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 that things that we can't understand, we can't fathom, we don't know what we're gonna see when we wake up in the morning on the news. We don't know what's going on in this world but it's mm-hmm. l'saken alem amalchu shakai. We believe HaKadosh Baruch Hu is hua lekeinu e'inait, ms ma'akina vizolos rei. And everything that we're seeing is just a construction job. It's just a crazy construction job so that everything is not in order because Kaviyach HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to recreate the whole world to prepare us l'saken alem amalchu shakai. Ki kalastam shenepcha buchalat sarz vacharboniz ba'elem bezmana zeu adra. But l'saken alem amalchu shakai kidei lohovi lozeh. We're preparing the world so that all humanity will call out in Hashem's name, will acknowledge Hashem, will begin to follow HaKadosh And we definitely see this already, I believe, amongst Klal Yisrael. I don't think it's spread yet to the Ummah Sa'elam. It seems like they're going in the other direction. But at least in Klal Yisrael, you see, um, if the videos are an accurate portrayal of what's going on, you see how the Chayalim you know, how they're, they're pumped, they're ready, they want to wear tzitzis, and they're davening now, and they're dancing with chasidim, and they're listening to shirim, and they're, uh, you know, they're, they're expressing their interest in Shabbos again, and, and Yantiv again, and Kabbalah Salmach Shamayim. You see, that is what's animating Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael is Ba'achtas, Bin now, like in not-so-recent history, we haven't seen this in recent history, and but more so, there's achtos between Akedah and Klal Yisrael. There is this feeling that people want to get close to their revenge. They want to daven. They want to even regular chilonim that maybe a couple of months ago were very anti-Haredi. Suddenly they have a they have a new view, vantage point. They look at Charedim as different. Charedim, I think, I look at chilonim as different. There's been thousands of Charedim, I saw that are looking to volunteer to join. Uh, to want to, in one form or another, um, you know, jo- either join the war effort of some to volunteer, they want to do something. There's this willingness to, you know, that, that we didn't see in many, many decades that there's a recognition that we all have to come together. And that's the El al If we look at it with the right glasses, if we look at it with the right hashkaf, like Rebella Latian did. You don't look at it as as this world is crazy, like, I don't know what's going on in this world, everything is berserk. That's one way of looking at it, and you wouldn't be, you know, from a regular layman's perspective, you would be right, because it does look like it's going crazy. But, Baruch Hashem, we have Tuesday night's vad. we have Rebellion Lapian to teach us how to look at things in a different light, in the Teirutika light, and that is what we say every day, and it's a beautiful vart. I love this vart, this is a vart that Again, like what, I can't do it justice. Like Rambamteshul Solomon, Rambamteshul, whatever he says is so powerful and real. And he has, like, a, on top of everything else, all his chachma and his brilliance and his kadusha, He also has a British accent, which makes everything sound so much better. But um, I, I'll never forget when he said this, and he said it with—he uh, added a lot to the mushle, he embellished it a lot, and uh, a very, very powerful. You to remember in these trying times that there is a rabbi Nishan. And it seems like it's, it's, it's craziness. It seems like it's so chaotic, the world. And it's, it's so like, how did this happen? How and who and what and where and why? And all these are, are good questions. But one thing, is the takeaway is not that, psh, I don't know what, what in the world happened, but somebody fell asleep at the wheel. No, the, the way to look at it is that there's a world that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is preparing for right now. And he has to move furniture. He has to be able to reshuffle the deck to be able to prepare it. Now, why is that? How we don't know. I'm not saying that I claim. I don't claim to know how this is all going to end. But we have to believe that there's always a purpose in everything that the Rebbe did. Whether it was the Holocaust, which is one of those real imponderables that you can't you can't even begin to to explain. And anyone that tries to explain is not it, it cannot be doing a proper justice. Because there is no real answer. We don't know. There might be a million reasons. But whatever it is, it's only the Rabbi Sham that could make such a din. But even there, we have to believe that as, as, as impossible as it is to fathom what happened during the Holocaust, there was a reason for that. And, and when you see personal tsarists, as a reason for that. And when you see Kalal Yisrael going through what we did on Simchas Teirah, there's a reason for that as well. What's the reason? We don't know. But we have to believe that there's some preparation that's taking place, that this is the necessary stepping stone to greet Mashiach Tzikenum. That's one say that I want to share with you this evening. Very, very important to remember. Let's do one more, because this is in the Gea of this week's parasha. It says, In B'amidbar Chaf Aleph La'amid Gimel VaYifnu Habashan There's a little typo there. That Aig Melchabashan went out to greet or to go up against Klal Yisrael. Aig has is coming. Aig Chabashan was absolutely humongous. There's a mission Mishnah at the end of Mesecha Seifrim. One of the Masechetas Ketanis is called Masechah Seifrim. And there it says the, the diet that Agmel Chabashin had. I mean, a diet is a funny word to use because it didn't sound like too big of a diet. But when I say diet, I mean what his daily food consumption was. I think it says that he used to eat 2,000 oxen a day plus um, several thousand of, men, of all the other minum of animals. It's, a, it's quite a barbecue. Um, but that is what he had in one day. And then it says also a crazy amount of liquids that he would drink um. So, Khabash um, was absolutely huge. there's Gmar and brachas that speak about how Meisher Abenu himself was not uh, was not short. He was quite tall himself. When he was trying to attack Khabash and he he like jumped up a, a tremendous amount, and he only hit Eich's what? His what? Was it his knee or his calf? he basically as as tall as maestro beno was and as high as he jumped he only managed to reach he still brought him down and he you know and then and and you know he was basically uh he died then but he was a huge person So i don't blame maestro beno for being a little bit nervous when you have a giant and all you could see is his foot you know in front of you and like let alone like you know you know <laughs> You know, five six of the rest of his body, I don't blame Mesh Rabbeinu. But the Rabbi Hashem says to Mesh Rabbeinu, say, don't be afraid of him. You'll you'll be good. You're fine. You're you're gonna take him down. Uvachal and the Gemara Misachas Nida Samach Aleph and other places says, Me Altira. If the Torah is saying, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Mesh Rabbeinu, don't be afraid of him, what's the takeaway? What do you what's the inference? That Maish is scared. If Baruch doesn't just go over to Mesh Rabbeinu and say, don't be afraid. If he's not afraid, obviously Mesh Rabbeinu was afraid. What was he afraid of? mesh Misyari. But not because of the reason that I presented it, like because he was so massive. Meishe Rabbeinu wasn't, wasn't afraid of that. That Rabbeinu had tremendous bitachin that HaKadosh Baruch was going to be with him. However, what he was afraid of Meishe Rabbeinu biyadi. He had his chus in his hands. I did. l'Avram Avram This week's parsha, He says to Avram Avinu that his brother, really more accurately his nephew, Light, Avram's nephew Light, was taken captive. And because of that, he had a z'chus, so that he was the one that tipped off Avram Avinu. What does the p'asai say? Vayava the one that ran away. That was Aig. Either he ran away from the Melchama or he ran away from the Mabel. Kamara says, you know, because was on, we, we know he was on top of the Teva of Nayaf throughout the Mabel. He survived the Mabel. So we call him the Pollut. He was the refugee. He comes and tells Abramavino that your nephew Light was taken prisoner. Of course, that led Abramavino to give chase, bring, take his army, and to attack the four kings. And he, he beat them. And then he brought back not only Light, but all of the Sadaimite uh, prisoners. Of war, so Avram Avinu appreciated what he did. It was uh, he did him a favor. He liked I did Avram a favor. Moshe Rabbeinu was afraid that that schus that he had so many years ago that he tipped up Avram would would stand Aig in good stead, and he would maybe give him an upper hand against Moshe in battle. That's what Moshe was afraid of. That maybe this scot that Aig had. That he tipped off of Ramavinu many, many centuries earlier, that's what would cause him to be, be victorious in battle. I don't understand. You think, I, from this up until now, you might think, well, Egg was a really is a good guy. Maybe in his earlier years, he happened to have been a good guy. And he went to Avramavin and he wanted to let him know, you know, out of the, out of the innocence and out of the goodness of his heart that his nephew is taken captive and go and go, go after him and, you know, Chazak Mats, But that's not what Chazal tell us. Chazal tell us that the Kavan of Aeg was hardly altruistic. He wasn't looking to be a tzadikal, He was, he wanted to do Ritzicha and niuf. He wanted to commit adultery. With who? Chazal tell us in Medrash Rabbah, Sha'amar, Eilech Avram. I'm going to go and tell Avram Avinu about, about light. What's going to happen? Avram Avinu is going to go out in battle. He's going to take the bait, the Yeharig, and he will get killed. And then I will have the opportunity to take Sarah, his wife. So I'll do, I'll do, a, I'll do, a, I'll, Ritzicha, niuf. So it was completely shleih to put it mildly. His kavanas were terrible; they were disgusting. V'afal Pikain, kibel scharay sheheruf yomim harbe karav Khamesh meisham nasa Look at what the dividends of that really impure gesture of light was. I had all the wrong kavanas. He told Avraham that, that his nephew Loi was staying captive not because he's such a tzaddik, but bak- because he wanted Abraham to go and fall into the trap. He wanted him to get killed. He wanted to chap and take and have his way with her. And yet, what happens as a result of that? He had a richas yamim. Close to five hundred years later, he was still around, and he was the king. He became king of Bashan. And still, Mesh Rabbeinu was shivering because of what's going to be, what, what about that one act of chesed that light that Aig did with Avram Avinu? I, maybe I'm not going to be able to stand up against him. So what's the takeaway, everybody? So what do you what what do you think he's going to be taking away from this? If you see the the most the most polluted kavana of chesed, the worst of the kavanas of chesed, and what the ramifications are, what the dividends, what it yields, any mice of chesed, even the worst form of chesed, a chesed that's completely. Tainted by adultery, by neof. You think that that doesn't even count as chesed? Come on. person does a chesed and he, you know, and he has such bad kabanis in it. Is that even a mais of chesed? But yet, look at what happened to that one mais of chesed. As a result of that, he lived 500 years. He became king. Mais Rabbein didn't know if he could even stand up against him for that, for that really bad mais of chesed. Umei Ata Kavuchemer Ben Bnei Shul Kavuchemer. It says in Raya Lapian Givaldik. He says Alachas Kama Vekama Ha'isa Chesed B'Kavana Taiva. Imagine if we do Chesed with a good Kavana. We have we have pure Kavanas when we do Chesed, and he does have pure Kavanas when he does Chesed with shame asias Chesed, he has purely in mind it's Chesed Lishma. Alachas Kama Vekama Scharay. We don't understand like what we do when we do an act of chesed. We don't understand. We think chesed, eh, you know, it's a, it's a nice thing to do chesed. I guess it's a, you know, it's a, do a, you know, random act of kindness. You know, it sounds good, and we do some chesed. We have no idea what an act of pure chesed is. You have no idea. A chesed takes so many forms. The Chavetz Chaim has a whole sefer called Avas Chesed, where he describes the greatness of the mitzvah of Chesed and how a person should have Avas Chesed. You have to love doing Chesed in the purest form, and imagine like how much, the how much dividends accrue to people that do Chesed. Is it is it possible to understand like what uh, you know what an act of Chesed could could yield for a person? You know, a lot of times we think, when we're thinking about chesed, at least when I think of chesed, right now, like my mind is like trying to think of good examples. So, you know, Hatzalah is a great organization. They do chesed day and night. If you join Hatzalah, I don't know how they do it, but in the middle of a Friday night meal, in the middle of a Pesach, say, in the middle of sitting in the sukkah, you want to just sit down and enjoy your family. All of a sudden there's a call, and you get up and you abandon your family and you go take some random guy to hospital for an all-nighter and he has this, hey, that's... And and not only the person in Hatzalah but his whole family is Mysanabish for Chesed. You imagine what the what the dividends, what the return on that investment is? If Aig had the most impure of, of Kabbanis and look at what how long it lasts and the extent of it, every act of chesed that Hatzalah guys do, that Khaverim guys do. Uh, that if, if you have a gemach of lending out money, lending out whatever it is, there's gemachs of, of lists of gemachs. There's so many every so many people. They have purim, you know, purim outfit Ar- gemachs and uh, bicycle gemachs and uh, I don't know anything that you could ever want. Shapel gemachs, bridal gown gemachs, uh, clothing gemachs. There's a million gemachs out there. It's tremendous, tremendous. Chutz. Is it easy to do? No, it's a pain. There's somebody on my block, she has a, a bridal. Uh, like bridal gown gemach so every, very often I see, you know, callers and their mothers going into her house I'm sure the owner of this house does not necessarily always want people coming in and out of the house she has a family and she has her husband and she has uh, responsibilities of her own but they do it they don't need to do this they don't get paid for this but chesed like in the purest form you can imagine how it accrues Rav al Hirsch says on, on when we say neitzer chesed la'alafim that a um, Shemachu Chesed uh, is created for a thousand years. So he says that Netzer is from a like Netzer Matai. It's uh, it, it's like a blot. It blossoms for a thousand years, or for a thousand, uh, or for a thousand diris, Which means that if I do an act of Chesed today, I might not get paid back even in my lifetime. Keshmacher doesn't have. It's on his time clock. He doesn't tell, I don't, I can't tell, give me, I need chesed repaid now. It's neitzah chesed alafim. It might be in a hundred years from now, in 300 years from now, maybe a a great, great grandchild of mine will, you know, be needing, be needing a tremendous act of chesed. And because I did chesed today, la alafim, it goes thousands of years later, there still is act of, you get rewarded for that. Just like Ege Melech was rewarded 500 years later, people were still worried about that really bad act of chesed that he did. If we do an act of pure chesed, the sky is the limit. We have like eons that HaKadosh Baruch Hu pays us back in at the right time, at the perfect moment. And we don't have to join Hatzalah, or we don't have to join Chavir, and we don't even have to start a gemach in our dorm rooms. There are so many opportunities in Yeshiva to do chesed, and I always speak about this, so... I'll speak about it again. You just look around the yeshiva, and there's so many things that need to be done. Whether it's filling up the urn—I don't know if you do they still do that, or it's automatic now. The the water comes in automatically. What? It's automatic. automatic. So you lost that opportunity for years, for decades in yeshiva. There was an urn, and it somehow was always full. Once in a while, I'd come to you know, in the daf, I'd come early in the morning. I'd see the tzaddik that. The malach is filling up the water urn for the for the whole day for yeshiva, or the kirk machine, or the uh, you know, or bring down cups, or bringing up uh, there there's so many opportunities to do chesed. The greatest opportunity is to learn with somebody else in yeshiva. If you see that there's somebody that's maybe not doing so well, or you could do better, you want to learn with him mishnah Brewer, you want to learn with them kitzes shchana, you want to learn with them Chazer shir, do bikias, finish finish a, finish a masechta together. It's a great act of chesed to help somebody learn, to teach him skills, to teach him basic skills, whatever you could do. It might be for a roommate. Your roommate's not feeling well. You bring him food. You go out shopping. You ask him if he needs anything. You go into the supermarket. What can I bring you? These are acts of chesed that will stand you in good stead for thousands of years. You see from Aig, says Reval Yalapian, how far-reaching a bad act of chesed is. So if you want to do chesed in a bad way, that's also a takeaway. Fine, do chesed in a bad way. But imagine if you could do chesed in a good way. The power of chesed, the power of one act of chesed. Okay, so tonight we learned two important usaidists. First of all, B'negea, current events. Don't think that the world is messed up beyond repair and that the Rebbeinah was miyayish, the world, quite the opposite. Kodesh is redoing the entire house. The whole world is being reformulated, restructured, renewed, and whatever the furniture mixed up is 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 l'sakinai It's To fix up the world for the next stage, which is which is the Mitzvah and also we have a very important insight in Chesed. and really bad Bal Chesed, really great reward. Alachas when we are able to do really good Chesed, imagine just for a second the kayach and the reach and the power of the reward that we are owed. Okay, have a wonderful night.